0: Welcome to The Champagne Lounge. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Champagne Lounge podcast. I'm here today with the wonderful Haley Osborne. Haley and I met uh, through another community group, Her Empire Builder, both building online courses, doing some awesome stuff, and we both move at the speed of light. So welcome to the show,
1: Haley. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for having me on your podcast. It is an honor to be here.
0: I am so excited for this conversation because you and I do move at the same speed I think like we both move very fast get stuff done in ridiculously short time frames so I would love to know obviously I've only known you now for a couple of months both inside her empire builder and as part of the champagne lounge community but I don't fully know your backstory so give me in a bit of a nutshell where did Haley come from and what brought you to where you are today?
1: Yes. So I'm Hayley Osborne. I run a business called Hayley Osborne, cleverly. (laughs) And I help people (laughs) position themselves in the market to get more high quality leads and inquiries into their business. And I've been doing this for about six years um, as a, you know, sole business owner but I've got maybe like almost 16 years of brand and marketing experience. I come from a brand background. I've managed some of the biggest alcohol brands in the world and I love what I do. I absolutely love it. I used to have a fashion label uh, and I was nominated for emerging designer of the year back in 2000 and, Oh, I don't even want to say eight or nine. And I also have a candle business and I have this business and in my years of Being a marketer in corporate and running sort of side hustles, which they were along the way, I would get asked all the time by business owners that I would meet, like, what do you do during the day? La, 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 la. And slowly, slowly, I built up a lovely client list uh, without even having a business. (laughs) And here we are now. So I've been, yeah, really lucky. I work with some of the biggest brands in Australia under my hood. I also have a beautiful membership. Um, which is called Superhero Marketing and it helps you to get clear on what marketing strategies and activities that you need to do, giving you the biggest growth in your business with the least amount of time and effort Um, because, you know, Rebecca, we do move at the speed of light and there's not a lot of time to do all the things. So if you kind of given the instructions uh, on a silver platter by someone who's really seasoned like myself that's part of the battle, right? So that it was, it's my job to make things really easy for small business owners. And that's kind of my backstory in a nutshell. I'm a mama, but I want to make it really clear that I'm a businesswoman who has children, not the other way around. <laughs> I love that. Okay. <laughs> I love that you have to clarify on that one. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, Cause you know what I'm talking I- about, right? I know exactly what you're talking about, and as someone who has chosen not to have kids, I don't do the kid conversations. So you're in the right place
1: for business I'm chat. Literally, yeah, I'm like, and I've I've been doing this far before that. So the business was like is like my first child, right? Yeah. And so yeah. it's just the way it is, and I, I say that really proudly because I don't subscribe to that notion of the other way around. I just can't. It's not my zone. It's not my vibe, and I do believe that your vibe attracts your tribe. And I really believe that's probably why we're talking to each other today as well. Like, you know how you just that magnetize to
0: some people? 100% why we're talking today because energy attracts energy, right? Like it's just yeah. the same wavelength and all. Yeah, I love it. And that's exactly why we're talking today and exactly why we're in each other's orbits in so many different ways. Now you've said that you're helping business owners, small and medium to navigate marketing and give them a bit of a roadmap, which. I love because I do love a good cheat sheet, a good guide, a good give me some swipe copy here and like one, two, three step here and it's done. But you never probably had that yourself when growing your businesses, right? So where did you learn how to do business along the way? Did you find someone to give you those cheat sheets or have you done some typical entrepreneurial journey of huge highs and huge lows at the same time?
1: Uh, I think I would say I've learned the hard way. And I wish that I had invested in myself and backed myself sooner in business because I know that as soon as I did, and like, there's a little bit of vomit in your mouth when you pay money to get help, right? It's like, oh, but what happens is the trajectory to get where you want to go is like the speed of light. And that is the most important part for me because time is money. And you don't know what you don't know, but there's other people that can help you. And if you're serious about growing your business, then that investment, like it's, it's nothing in the end because you're no longer gonna sweat about the things that you don't know because you do. And sometimes like, there's light bulb moments that go off right and you're like why wasn't I doing that sooner god damn it
0: (laughs) that is such a simple thing if only I'd known that before that that would have been really helpful (laughs) you said you had the fashion label right so did you close that down because you kind of got bored with it it got a bit too hard like where did that sort of fizzle out for you
1: Yes. So it all started, I was making clothes for myself. I was young. I was, I would wear them to clubs. (laughs) I would get like asked in the toilets, where did you get that outfit from? La la la. I made it. I, I didn't have any formal sewing experience and I thought this could be something, right? I would have been like 22 or 23 three, maybe. And I thought, okay, I'm going to sew some, I'm going to open up a market stall at my local market. I'm going to see if they sell. Sold out. Okay, great. The next month I did the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. And then as you do, you you know, I got approached by a couple of shops to stock my label. And then I got approached by someone so out of the blue who had national distribution. And then I was like, right. I probably should get some sewing experience <laughs> and actually like learn properly how to do this. Cause I was sort of just, I'm really creative by nature. And so I did, I got a diploma in fashion design and then I manufactured in China. I had national stockists and I got burnt bad because I was so young and naive that I, I did make money, but not, not some serious profit. And I think in the fashion industry, it is a very fickle industry. It is an industry where I lost all of, I was stripped of my creativity because you have to release a a new collection, you know, six to 12 months before the actual season. So think about you're designing winter in summer 2022 for winter 2023. Like what the, the lead time is huge. And then, you know, In terms of like people paying invoices and things like, I wasn't prepared for like the big guys to say, "Right, thank you for the invoice, but we will pay it ninety days from date of invoice." And I didn't know. I was so young and naive, and I was like, "You know what? I love fashion, and I'm not prepared to lose myself." So I shut it down. And don't forget that back then, that would have been two thousand and seven. Well, two thousand and eight, nine there was no Instagram. Mm. (laughs) So you won't find me because Instagram started in 2009. I know it feels like it's been forever, but that's the reality of it. And Facebook had just started brand pages. And so you can't find it anywhere because it was so long ago. And that's, that's what happened. And I vowed to myself that the next time that I would if you know i never re- i never imagined i'd be in this position but now where my business is a success and i am able to do it all because i have the know how and mm. i've got you know a strategy and i've got a plan on how i'm going to reach my seven figures because that's that's what i want to do and that's so yeah that's that's kind of where it started and where it ended because the industry just wasn't my vibe Wasn't your vibe. And
0: obviously things have changed so much now, right? So if I was to ask you, what lessons did you learn from that? Would you, would they potentially possibly not directly cookie cutter into something that someone could take as a lesson or a learning now because of how much technology and socials have changed?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I remember hitting the pavement in Melbourne, like looking for potential stockist matches that would be a good fit for me like physically going there and walking around for the brand because there was no Instagram. There was no way apart from um, lookbooks to send them in the post. And, you know, yeah, there was websites and things, but even then, like websites aren't what they are now. And I know (laughs) I'm talking like it's like the dinosaur age, but it's not that long ago. And so, yeah, I I definitely learned back then that without a solid plan, a strategy and knowing your numbers, but also I think when you're young, you don't know the right questions to ask in business and things have changed a lot. So that just takes me back to you don't know what you don't know. And I'm far wiser now. (laughs)
0: We all are are after a couple of decades in the business, aren't we? Like, oh, still learning Uh some lessons, but we're definitely wiser than we were at the beginning. The Champagne Lounge isn't just a podcast. It's an instant digital community for ambitious businesswomen and entrepreneurs like you wanting more connection, community and celebration. So wherever you are in the world, whatever stage of business you're at, if you're looking for that ultimate female cheer squad of like-minded women, Head over to thechampagnelounge.com to come and join us. You mentioned very briefly that you had a you have a candle business. So, do you make candles? Do you manufacture them offshore? Tell me about that, because you, I um, went to a friend's house the other day, and she went, "Oh, I started a candle business because I wanted to see how it would work from an e-commerce SEO perspective in the back end." And I'm like okay, this, I love you dearly, but like all these candles in your garage. <laughs> and so we have a little bit of a laugh about that. So tell me about the candle business. Have you just still got a love for making product and having some of the creativity in a physical thing?
1: Yeah. So I, so I had like, I lived in Sydney for five years and I had like, that was my corporate, like, you know, catapult into an amazing marketing role and brand role and then my my brother had a baby and I decided to move back to Adelaide and the opportunities here weren't aren't weren't at the time as much when it came to brand management because most head offices are out of Melbourne and Sydney and so I in the meantime decided I had an opportunity to have a little pop-up shop that didn't cost me anything. And I was like, maybe I'll make candles. I've always kind of wanted to. And I had been in contact with a jar supplier. Like all these things kind of fell into place that were leading me down that path. And so I had a pop-up shop. I thought I could make some money here. And it was more about the money than it was about the product. (laughs) But I thought that would be really (laughs) easy to make. And then it grew and morphed into this ridiculously big (laughs) business. So much so that I it's called Haley Kate. It's still around. The website is still there, but I can't do all the things. I can't have a one-year-old and a two-year-old and a really successful business here and and do that too. And also making candles is not very safe for little people. And so I I would have a pop-up every Christmas at Westfield. And I would do so well that, you know, all of my products are, I've had all packaging done. It, it's, it's a stunning product. So I have a personalized candle range as well. And I kind of weave that into my gift giving a little bit throughout Haley Osborne, this business, which I love, but I, I don't make them. And, you know, call a spade a spade. Like when I get orders online now, I don't market the brand at all because time versus money My expertise is better off helping small business be amazing rather than running my candle business. And I just wasn't prepared to put in the effort. And so I just sort of stopped it. And I'd love to sell the business actually. So if anyone's listening and wants to buy a candle business.
0: uh... (laughs) Selling a business is a whole nother thing to go through as a business owner.
1: (laughs) That's right. I know. I'm just, I love doing all the things. It's Just, you know, give it to a busy person and it will get done. Um, and yeah, so the, it's a beautiful brand and I no longer wanted to make candles and you know, the scents were getting up my nose a little bit and (laughs) yeah, so here we are. And then, and then come one Christmas, this is how it all stopped. So it was leading into Christmas and I would have been like, I don't know, seven months pregnant. And I thought I can't do it. I just can't do it. It's not feasible. I can't run two businesses and be pregnant at the same time. And I was at that point just, you know, I was working for myself. I had been for a couple of years and I was kind of doing both. And then, you know, I think when you have a business that is like so close to you, you hold on to it, but you're not sure if you're holding on to it for the right reasons. Yep. That kind of was a nice realisation for me. It was like, hang on a minute. Just because you can doesn't mean you should.
0: <laughs> Ooh, one of those ones that you really, you do- as soon as someone says it to you, you're like, Yeah, I know. But I still want to try the all the things. I still want to do it all. Um <laughs> it's yeah. just slowing down, isn't it? And working out actually where where to put the energy for maximum return, whether that's from a financial success point or a energetical success point, I would say.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure like everybody listening to this, like, can agree to some point or another in their lives where you get to a crossroads with your business, something you love. And you're like, Oh, I just, I think it's time, you know, and that, that takes putting on your big girl pants to realize that you need to like move on, rebrand, reskin, go back deep, have a look what's working, what doesn't work, cut your losses here, move on to something bigger and better. And it is really hard to do, but I think as you grow and as you become more seasoned in business, it gets easier, and you can move through things quicker. Which I think is the part that defines you as a business owner and, and how you handle it. And then the story, when you get to the other side, is cool, right? Like I'm telling you now. Yeah,
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. I have a post-it note on my desk always that says "Slow down to speed up," because so many times I've just been running, running, running. Shiny thing, shiny thing. I can do it all, and then next- I. Well, actually, just pause for a bit and just see if it's all working or if it's not working. Um, now, along that whole journey, um, my, I know my personal background building my business over 10 years is I've always had the right tribe around me, the right group of people supporting me and cheering me on. Where has community or I like to call cheerleading, you know, your cheerleaders and your tribe, how have they had an impact on you and your businesses as you've progressed over the last decade?
1: Yeah. So I have a group of friends and I love them dearly, but none of them run businesses. And so I was plodding along minus a community for a really long time. And I do have my family who, you know, my brother's in business, my partner's in business and, and that's all well and good, but there was no like real strong women running big businesses around me. And so I had to invest in that. And so much so in my journey, that was the catalyst for starting the membership because I wanted to create something for myself and being out of Adelaide that I could build and create and have, and have that. And I, I have done that now through superhero marketing, which I love. And so circling back, like I, I never had that until I obviously joined the group, her Pie builder that you're a part of. And I realized like, wow, <laughs> there are people like me. Oh my God. <laughs> and you know, that's something that I, I cherish. And then when I, obviously you and I spent time in Port Douglas together, when you stood up and spoke, I was like, you're my people. And then when you opened up the champagne lounge, like, I feel like when you do something just from watching you from afar and stalking you from afar. um, (laughs) I want to be a part of what you create. And I know that now that community is massive and I've only known that the last two years, but it is what helps businesses grow and strong women support strong women and they connect women and they back them and I have been the receiving end and like the giving end to that and I could not be more proud so yeah yep thank you
0: yeah well thank you right back you know it's uh, it's so true and so well articulated that strong women support strong women and we can go and do more and much more and much better things and have much more of an impact on our families, on society, on the world, if we're supporting each other and cheering each other on. But also, you know, picking up the pieces when things don't quite go to plan. That's always part of the fun of of being in a community space. Now, one of the things that I love to ask people as I wrap up an episode of the podcast is how do you celebrate the wins, right? Like we are constantly striving to the next and we can very easily go yep, I've done that, nailed that, done 50 episodes of the podcast. Yep, going to get to 100 now. We never really, you know, stop and smell the roses or appreciate the hard work that we've actually done. So Haley, how do you mark your milestones and how do you celebrate when you get to them and smash those goals?
1: To be quite honest, I have to get better at that because it's not something that I do well because I am an overachiever and I do... Always again, it's like, oh, I did 50 episodes now. What am I gonna do for a hundred? And so I'm actually going through the process now of figuring out what that looks like. And as I'm speaking to you right now, I'm actually getting married in a few days. And so all of my efforts have been going into that, but I am approaching a hundred episodes on my own podcast, which you are coming on as a guest, and I I do wanna put some lines in the sand as to how I will celebrate those things. So I do, I do believe that self-care is really important. Um, You know, at the end of every month, like I I was trying for a really long time to book in massage, facial type of thing, because that's my celebration, you know, of myself. I do love champagne, (laughs) but, (laughs) and so I'm not afraid to say like, I do love a glass of like bubbles. I love that. And, you know, it just makes me feel fancy and I don't like drink heaps, but I think like it's fine. And and I, I think anything in moderation is wonderful. And so celebrating the wins, you know, I've got to get better at it. And I, it's a strong message that I'm sure a lot of other women in business who try and do all the things have to get better at it as well at putting yourself first, being selfish. I love
0: it. Selfish. I've got one on my, uh, on my, uh, um, vision board that's on my computer. It says very clearly in the corner, "Self care isn't selfish." That's yeah. hard to say, isn't it? Self care isn't selfish because it's so important to keep our energy up and our cups filled, and to just acknowledge how far we've come and what we're doing. And I look forward to helping you navigate how to add those celebratory moments in because they don't always need to have champagne.
1: <laughs> <How> <laughs> we do don't you need just... to drink copious <laughs> mouth. No. How do you <laughs> celebrate your wins? For me, I've got I've got two types of ways
0: I do that. I've got my post-it notes on champagne bottles in my fridge. So they're kind of like my big goals that I'm really striving for. So right now, 52 podcasts in 52 weeks is one of the ones for me. Um, I've got a target to get to a, a thousand ladies inside the champagne lounge because that to me would just be amazing to hit like a four-figure milestone of people that I know I've had a direct impact on. So that's in the fridge. But I also do one per quarter based on um, predominantly based on revenue. My quarterly targets are revenue based. And if I hit them and hit the profit margins, I give myself a prize. Sometimes it's a handbag. Sometimes it's a spa day. Sometimes it's a trip somewhere, which I probably would have done anyway, to be honest. But it's kind (laughs) of like giving myself that reward to say, yeah, you've nailed that. So I wouldn't drop, you know, I wouldn't spend a few thousand dollars on a handbag or a trip or whatever it was unless I had the money there to do it. So it's kind of like that acknowledgement to myself that I nailed
1: it. (laughs) Mm, mm. I've paid
0: all the proper bills and now I can have fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's great. Oh, it's something to strive for, isn't it? I love it. The
0: micro ones, you know, it could be as very simple as doing a walk with the dog sometimes of just, I've nailed that I've managed to achieve it. So um, yeah, lots of ways to celebrate. It doesn't need to cost a lot, do a lot. Involve alcohol all the time. So, plenty of things to do. (laughs) Yeah. Hayley, I have absolutely loved having you on today's show. I feel that we have touched on so much of an entrepreneurial up and down journey of different businesses. And I know that through superhero marketing and your work that you do one on one with clients, you're transforming the way that people market their businesses. So, I'll make sure that all those links for you are going to be in the show notes. Thank you for being part of the community, part of my world, and for coming on the
1: show. Thank you. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Champagne Lounge podcast. If you'd love to be part of our thriving global community, head over to thechampagnelounge.com to join us.